0: And welcome to another edition of the Fitness for All podcast, brought to you by Liebert Fitness. And it's hosted by myself, Cam Jenkins. And on today's show, we have certified strength and conditioning specialist, as well as a strong first kettlebell instructor, and also a master Spartan instructor, Todd Cambio. Todd, welcome to the show. Hey, Cam.
1: Thanks for having me. Excited to uh, chat and, you know, kind of see what's going on out there
0: today. Absolutely. Um, I thought we'd start off first by um, asking you, how do you know Mark Liebert? And, um, you know, how did that uh, grow into knowing one another to uh, where you are today?
1: Oh, yeah, no, great question. So Mark and I, we met at a, oh, man, it was a, um, I think it was, a, I don't even know what it was called. But it was like a business convention, not necessarily a fitness one. It was all about creating a brand. And I remember Mark on stage doing all this, you know, dancing around with these yellow things. And I'm like, what the heck are those? And uh, I don't know, he started doing body rows and push-ups and dips. I was like, wow, those are the coolest thing. So I just happened to be there and ended up contacting him. And um, we hit it off right away. And we just kind of formed a a relationship from there, mostly online. And then um, I started using his products met him at a perform better convention in person and um he kind of uh asked me one day if i wanted to teach his courses for him so i started teaching his courses and then we uh, just kind of built the relationship up from there
0: nice and what do you enjoy using uh what about his products um do you like about his products or why do you use them
1: well i mean they're, they're the basis of any foundation uh for me which is body weight but the the thing about body weight is yeah, you can do a lot of push ups and burpees and all this core stuff, but it's all mostly um, for the most part, it's anterior chain. So you're losing the backside of the body, the pull part. Um, You know, I just love the fact that you can take the equalizers specifically and go anywhere. Like I'll take them on vacation with me. I'll take them into the middle of the football field. If I want to do some work, I'll take them, you know, to my basement to my home gym or out in the garage i mean very portable piece of equipment that does everything you know hits the full
0: body so that's why i love them awesome and uh, going along with the theme of a fitness for all can you maybe talk about your journey into fitness and what got you into it and just kind of your journey up until uh now
1: oh yeah yeah no i was a classic athlete you know played sports my whole life um competed uh, at a national level in the sport of BMX, um, played college football, just a big-time athlete who, who loved what he's doing and was training at a sport uh, performance facility. And um, I'll make the, this part short, but the bottom line is my mentor just watched me working with other athletes, the younger athletes, because the older athletes always kind of led the younger ones through the warm-ups and kind of, you know, it was like the big brother teaching them as we go. And uh, he just thought I was very good at it. And he mentioned to me one day, he goes, you should really look into becoming a strength and conditioning specialist. He said, you just have a natural knack for it. And I didn't think too much of it because I was interested in my stuff. You know, I was back on the bike, mountain bikes and BMX and and training to be competitive at a national level, hoping to go pro one day, you know, that, that dream. And then, um, I just, you know, things didn't happen. Life didn't happen. I ended up, um, at the time I was back in, in college, for my second degree to become an educator. Originally a, dietet- a dietitian, went back to become a, a science teacher. And so when I was, you know, teaching high school and coaching football, I hated, absolutely hated, the strength and conditioning programs that the football kids were on. They're basically doing like, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger bodybuilding. And the injury rate was high. Yes, they were looking big, but they're getting slower and puffier and, and injury riddled. So I kind of reached back into my, to my mentor and said, listen, man, I'm not happy with the strength and conditioning program. What should I do? And he just looks at me and goes, get certified. Here's the book. Go. And that was it. That was like 20 years ago. And I got certified through the NSCA to become a strength conditioning coach or specialist. And then I, um, I started working with the football program that led to working with the other teams like the baseball, lacrosse. Teams, um, basketball team, and it just kind of started that way at, at school with all athletes. And then um, I loved it. I was teaching and coaching, I loved it. And then now, uh, we, we moved around a lot, unfortunately, uh, my wife's medical school, so I was in Chicago teaching them from Chicago area to, um, to Connecticut. After that, in the Hartford area, and then we had to move again. So I don't know if you know anything about teaching, but every time you move you get knocked down a few steps on the pay scale. So your tenure. Yeah. yeah. So I just kept getting bumped down. I'd make tenure and have to move, make tenure, have to move. So it just got to be annoying where, you know, I was on my third uh, move and, you know, I was what, eight years in at that point, you know, on a master's pay second, you know, whatever step I was on coaching football. So, you know, it was respectable income, but they wanted to bump me down to like someone out of college was making. I was like, what? So I just said, forget it. I left teaching and and just said, you know what, I'm going to start my own business because I was successful in the summers. Figured I'd turn what I did in the summer and after school into full time. So I did. <laughs> it took took many years, had a private facility for about 10 years and then uh, moved again once more um, up to New Hampshire where I live now. And I sold my gym and started working for or teaching for Spartan, teaching their Spartan SGX program and Um, obstacle specialist programs and um, started teaching for strong first their one day kettlebell course and I've kind of been doing that ever since you know working locally working with the athletes still after school um, you know subleasing space and uh, just having a good time you know being a dad with my kids and, and enjoying training athletes so that's kind of where I am today.
0: Awesome. And to be a Master Spartan instructor, can you maybe tell uh, the listeners uh, what Spartan is for the ones that don't know and how you became a, uh, sorry, a Master Spartan instructor? Yeah,
1: absolutely. And the funny thing is that that term is changing now. I have to go back into the Spartan ranks and, and re-earn it. But that's OK. That's what Spartan's all about, you know, uh, building better humans. <laughs> so Spartan is Spartan Race. It is the obstacle course company. Um They are very large, obviously, uh, one of the bigger, if not the biggest now, and um, what they decided to do is they rolled out a program to train or to give training for, you know, personal trainers and strength coaches to get people ready to do their races, because, you know, what's unique about their races is, yes, you got to run, but there's also a ton of strength stuff, so it's kind of like you need a lot, you know, if I could very rudely simple, you know, rudimentary, simplify this down. You need very much upper body strength and a lot of lower body endurance, including the running. So you need a ton of strength training and you need to be able to do it for like run or hike or like going up the side of a mountain. You know, you got to maybe carry a 60 pound sandbag with you. So you need to have strong legs that can endure and keep going. So they, um, came up with a program, you know, a a certification program called Spartan SGX certification, um, two day program. It's, it's a holistic approach that builds, um, off the foundation of body weight. So this is where, you know, Mark and I kind of really connected because now not only was I just doing body weight normally, but now I'm incorporating into all my Spartan training for all my athletes. So it just really fit well, like Liebert equalizers with what I was doing with, with the Spartan coaching. But, um, to, to finish the question, Spartan certification is a two-day process um, where you learn all the history of the pillars of spart- Spartan um, and everything from a little bit of sports nutrition to getting race day ready to periodization or programming um, to, of course, baseline exercises. Um, it's just a, a nice, uh, well-rounded program that gets into body weight and periodization and uh, recovery strategies. It's just a, a great, in my opinion, overall approach to fitness. And, it, and the cool thing about Spartan, it's not meant to be, this is all you do is Spartan training. It, it's, it's supposed to fit into what you already do. So you can take a big piece, a little piece, whatever you like. And even if it's just the mindset piece of Spartan, because we do a lot of building up your mind, um, stronger mind, things like that. So it's kind of cool because it really does fit into whatever you're doing, whether you're CrossFit, whether you're, you know, boot camp, whether you're a strength and conditioning specialist like myself who deals with primarily sport athletes. Um, it just kind of fits into what people really want to do. And of course, if you like obstacle course <laughs> person, obviously <laughs> that's where it's at too.
0: And for a person that just kind of wants to start into the Spartan experience, uh what would you suggest to them and what would you suggest that they uh, work on from both a physical and mental standpoint?
1: Yes. Great question. Um, Now, obviously I'm going to give you general recommendations. Um, You know, you want to kind of get an individual approach on everybody if you can, but bottom line is number one is always, always, always more time on your feet. You have to be used to um, just being on your feet, whether it's walking, running, hiking, You know, something to get moving, build up those steps. Um, And, you know, eventually, yeah, you want to run. I mean, the grand scheme of things, it is a running based race. Um, And then number two is grip strength, because all the obstacles that most people fail are primarily grip-based, whether it's monkey bars or what we call the multi-rig, which has rings and these moving trapeze-looking things, uh, whether it's the rope climbs. It's a lot of the pulling exercises that um, people struggle with the most, which, um, yeah, so grip strength all starts there, including farmer's carries, things like that. Um, And then for mind, the bottom line is, for me, it's why I love Spartan Race, is because it gives you a goal. The goal is to build better humans, rip people off the couch, but it gives you a goal to train for. So if you say, listen, I'm going to do a race, you know, at the end of June. Well, it's mid-May, so you got about six weeks to go. So you start your plan from right now, and you build up to peak at the race, um, and it gives you something to train for. And when you cross that finish line, you definitely know um, that feeling that comes over you. If you just accomplished something, and it really does build confidence, it really does, um, give you, uh, training goals, built in training goals. Um, and, and there's just so many people out there that are willing to do it with you, whether it's on the course, if you don't know anybody, there are people there are going to pick you up and carry you along mentally as well, as well as physically. It's just a great experience. Um, and what I really, truly, absolutely love about Spartan. There's something for everybody. Like I'm not the smallest guy. I, I've you know i'm like 230 right now and i've kind of transitioned over back into the strength training stuff more of the power lifting kind of strong manny with all the kettlebell stuff i do and we have stadium races which are 5k distance you're done in about 30 minutes or so so that's right up my alley um, whereas you have someone who is ultra endurance person they might want to do the beast or the ultra beast which is um 13 miles for the beast and up to uh you know, 26 miles marathon distance for the ultra endurance competitor. So, and we have everything in between. There's something for absolutely everybody as far as uh, what they like to do. So um, that's why I, I love Spartan. Just they build the goals right in for you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I don't know a lot about Spartan. However, um, I do follow a person on Facebook and uh, she goes by the name of Misty Diaz and she has a, um, um, a physical disability called spina bifida, and she does the Spartan races. So, um, like you said, um, there's something for everybody, even uh, somebody with disabilities. So, uh, it's great to see. So... Um, You mentioned also that you uh, do kettlebells, and you are a kettlebell instructor. Can you talk a bit about kettlebells and why you chose kettlebells to kind of go on that journey? Yeah,
1: absolutely. They are by far my favorite um, loaded implement these days. (laughs) Um, But actually, I got into kettlebells because I was annoyed that I didn't like how they were originally being used when I learned how to do them. (laughs) I'm like, what are these things? And why are they putting them over their head? It, just, it didn't make sense to me. I didn't like the movement. So I learned originally from a, um, a CrossFit instructor who, uh, I have nothing against CrossFit, just the way I learned it. I didn't, I didn't like it. It didn't feel good. Um, I, I couldn't understand why we're going overhead. I felt like my shoulders were hurting all the time. My lower back was hurting, doing them, learning them. And I'm like, I just, I just didn't see the point. So I started researching them and I found Pavel. And Pavel is originally came over and started the Russian kettlebell certification, the RKC. And then he branched off from that company and started his own, which is called Strong First. And when I originally learned, you know, I bought the, the classic book, Enter the Kettlebells. what you know, most people start with and, and who are into the Russian hardstyle kettlebell. And uh, you know, I just read it, practiced it. And it was totally different than what I was learning through the person who originally showed me kettlebells and when I actually started doing it that way I was like holy crap I feel powerful I feel athletic and I wasn't going overhead because I had you know shoulder surgery and I was still trying a couple surgeries still have a pin in there you know from football days I was still trying to do Olympic lifting uh, snatching in particular and it just you know my body's not meant for that anymore I'm too asymmetrical with the injuries and um but what I found out is I could go overhead with single arm with kettlebells with their snatch variation of ballistic movement, and um, I once I learned that I was hooked. So um, that was a decade ago, and what I started to do was just seeking knowledge. I, I did the original um, through RKC, what they call the HKC certification. I did that; it was a one day uh, cert at the time. You know, you learn the basics, swings and get ups, and squats and pressing, and um, I did that. I loved it. Um, and then I waited another year to actually do the, the certification, which is a three-day certification, all hands-on, which by the way, is probably the hardest hands-on certification I've ever done. I waited two years because I knew there was kind of a rift in the industry. You know, RKC, Pavel was leaving the company and starting his own. So I kind of waited to see what would happen. And once they split, they had a, a certification in Boston. So uh, I took it and I went there. That was uh, 2013, I want to say. And um yeah, after three days with, with everybody out there, the knowledge, the, the strength on display, the just everything about it, the movement prep, the you know, the reverse engineering every possible movement down to its basics, its foundations was just amazing. And all the progressions, regressions. It was just amazing and, and that solidified it. I was absolutely hooked at that point. And then uh, from there it was just, you know, just climb the chain, get a lot of practice in. A lot of practice. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> now I have kettlebells up to, uh, 202 pounds. I have a one pound kettlebell all the way up to 202 pounds.
0: And what would you use a one, uh, yeah. pound kettlebell for? I uh, use it
1: name. as a prop.
0: <laughs> <It displays. laughs> I make
1: something called KB bomb, kettlebell bomb. It's KB because I'm a beekeeper and kb's is like kettlebells. Um, and it's a, a hand bomb that uh, repairs your hands, keeps them supple so that they don't tear as easy. And uh, I found them online. I bought a bunch of them because I use them for little props.
0: <laughs> and they oh, nice okay.
1: nice.
0: <laughs> I was like, because uh, I was thinking that you're using like uh, over 200 pound kettlebells, and then what would you use a like 100 nice, pound like kettlebell
1: a, or so? One of the uh, New England Patriots championship rings on my finger. That's what it looks like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, you've been in this industry uh, for i think over 20 yeah, I've years been, Is I've that been, right? actually
1: and here's the other thing i didn't mention in my original uh how i got into this industry but even prior to training at a sports specific facility i used to be on a, a traveling bike team race team and um we used to do clinics you know on how to how to do all the bmx stuff you know from gate starts to what's called pumping, to jumping, to all that stuff, manualing, And, um, I've been working with kids like since I was 16, 17 years old and I've just always been working with them. I just never realized it, you know, it's one of those things you just kind of, you forget you do because you're just a kid having fun. And, um, i so I've been working with kids for a long time and I never knew it. And, uh, I just, yeah, kind of went back to that, I guess. I don't know how else to explain it.
0: No, no, that's a great way of explaining it. Uh, how have you found over the years of, for your recovery time? How has that That actually
1: changed? has been the biggest um, area I have kind of um, gone into lately. Because, you know, I'd say I didn't really notice I was getting older or feeling any older until I was probably like 25 then I noticed little things like I wasn't quite recovering as quick or um, wasn't quite as nimble or as mobile as I used to be. And I didn't think too much of it. So I just worked a little harder, kind of got through it. And then uh, <laughs> he hit the 30s and it's like, huh, now I'm trying to compete with the young guys. You know, the 20-somethings on the basketball court because I still play basketball. And, you know, I could hold my own, but it's like, damn, I need like more days to recover. sore the next day. I was never sore the next day. Um, and now, you know, I'm closing in on 50. So I definitely spend for every hour I work out hard. I I definitely have a complimentary hour on recovery, whether it's simply, uh, just rolling out on a foam roller or using a lacrosse ball to dig in there to certain things. Um, spend an extra time just stretching or even yoga. Um, you know, of course, I'm looking into all the longevity practices of ice baths and and infrared, and near infrared heat, uh, everything. Um, get massage monthly. Well, I was until COVID. Uh, massage monthly. I do a lot of float, probably twice a month. I do float therapy, uh, which is great. Kind of resets the. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you got fight or flight. I want to relax, so the parasympathetic nervous system kind of does wonders for that. Um, so those are some of my strategies I like to use, and as well as the nutrition recovery strategies. So, but yeah, I definitely spend more time in recovery than working out now, or active recovery. We'll call it active
0: recovery. We'll call it active recovery. That a lot yeah. more positive. So. <laughs> So if anyone wants to reach out to you and be able to kind of see what you're doing and learn about you or just even, uh, you know, want to hire you as a coach. Simply go to coachcambio.com.
1: I put all my stuff on there. Um, I got a newsletter on there you can get on. I always, uh, my newsletter, I always put out like a workout every newsletter. Uh, Some link back to either uh, YouTube channel or Instagram, uh, which I am the underscore red underscore gorilla the red gorilla (coughs) that's uh my instagram which i do most of my stuff there and throw some stuff on youtube but yeah CoachKimby.com, easiest way to see what i'm up to
0: perfect and uh, one last question before i let you go how did you get the nickname (laughs) the red gorilla it's a g-rated show no i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) the, uh, the
1: the pg version is real simple Uh, In college, uh, I joined a fraternity, and it was a beautiful, you know, three-story fraternity house, and, you know, like any fraternity guys, you have parties and fun and all that kind of stuff. Well, I don't know. Someone dared me to climb the house, so, on the outside of it. So, I did. I literally climbed up window to window, jumping shutter to shutter until I made it to the roof, and then, yeah, that was it. That was my nickname. (laughs) Even though gorillas and you know, gorillas don't I mean, even climb things really. So I don't know why they, they did that, but I am red, I'm very red, I am a little fuzzy, um and I'm a little short and stocky, you know. <laughs> I just all
0: fit. <laughs> <laughs> no that's perfect <laughs> well i want to thank uh very much todd Cambio for being on uh the podcast today for uh, fitness for all and it was brought to you by Liebert fitness and uh, we certainly uh, wish to have you on the podcast again at some point in awesome. time todd. great
1: talking to you stay safe
0: yeah stay safe stay as home. well and uh thanks very much bye-bye